Welcome to PCI Cast, a conversation about life and faith in the Presbyterian Church in Ireland. Let's hear what the team have been talking about this week. Well, hello everyone and welcome to PCI Cast. This is our fourth episode, so thank you so much for coming back again and listening to us and subscribing and liking and commenting and interacting with us on Twitter. It's been good to uh, uh, to talk to people that we have never spoken to before, um, we would have no opportunity really to, to, to talk to otherwise than, than, than through this medium. So it's been great so far. We're, we're aiming near enough for a thousand listens at this stage, Ben. That's not that dreadful. I'm really encouraged. Uh, I, I think and it has been lovely, as, as you have said, Craig, to, to talk to people. And hopefully it's been good for, I don't know, good for your hearts Absolutely. To, to hear stories of uh, the deaconess, deaconesses, of licentiates, of even last week's uh, our last time's uh, church planting adventures. Yeah, it's been it's been great. Before we go any further, let's introduce ourselves. My name's Craig Lane. I'm the minister of Rathcoole Presbyterian Church, and with me is Ben Preston, uh, minister of uh, Craigie Hill Presbyterian. I don't know um, why. Yeah, well, maybe cut it out. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll leave it in just to embarrass you. So that's fine. Um, we're pleased to be joined this evening by not one no guest, folks, but by. Two guests two this guests evening for a, um, a special conversation. Uh, this is going to be something different this evening. Um, a, a treat for your uh, for your ears as we, we talk about congregational psalm singing. As we talk about congregational psalm singing, how we do it, why it's important, and everything around that. So before we go any further, let's uh, let's introduce our guest. Our first guest uh, is Mr. David Fulton. You are. Hello, um, hello, sorry. Resident musician in Craigie Hill Presbyterian Church and ruling elder. Very good. Resident musician <laughs> in Craigie Hill. Encompasses all. Do you have a parking space? Uh, sadly, no. Then no, they haven't allocated me that yet. I have visited churches with a parking space for an organist. We are just about to get our car park redone whenever the vestibule's done, and I would possibly like a parking space if that would I, be I don't think we are getting the, the car park done. I think that's in your imagination. <laughs> you just you just spray paint organist on. And Sounds good. That's fine. Uh, let's introduce our other guests as well. Yes. We have Mr. Jamie McGuire, who is currently the assistant minister in Railway, Railway Street, Street Presbyterian in Lisburn. And I do have my own car parking space for the assistant minister. You have an assistant Minister and assistant space. minister have our own car parking space. Whoa. How the other half Which is very, very handy, especially since our car park is so <laughs> close to the railway station yeah. in Lisburn. So we can park there and jump on the train into Belfast. It's, it's great, yeah. That's so. tremendous. And Jimmy, we've got some... Good news. Good news. Breaking news, yes. Breaking uh, news, folks. At, at the point of recording, just about 24 hours ago, I accepted a call to the congregations of Kings Mills and Jarrett's Pass Presbyterian Churches. Hooray! Very good. Just outside New York, so I'm very excited about that. Well, congratulations, yeah. brother. And we'll Thank you. What, what is your comment about people? We'll, we'll look, oh, uh, we'll no look no on in interest. No, no. We'll First. follow your progress with interest. Oh, that's oh, okay. okay, well. Uh, he can do that. We'll pray for you. I appreciate <laughs> those. As, as you're ordained. When are you heading down that kind of direction? Looks like going to be end of January, start of February. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So. Well, listen, that's tremendous news. Congratulations. End of, a, end of a long road. End of a long road, a long road, uh, taking in application and training, end of about six years yeah. of, of working towards this point. So, yeah, yeah. Cool. but all very worthwhile. Yeah, brilliant. Well, yeah. congratulations from all of us and all of our literally tens of listeners here <laughs> at, uh, at PCI Cast. Um, I feel like we are uh, breaking news here. This is great. This is we are. Uh, 
an unofficial you know, conversation, of course, but yeah. cutting edge. <laughs> yeah, so, some some would say that. Listen, let's turn to our our, yes. our topic for you, for discussion this evening. We want to talk this evening about congregational psalm singing. Ben, do you want the do you want to maybe kick us off and maybe introduce the the subject? Yeah, in conversations I've had of late with um, with with folk about PCI, uh, there seems to be uh, a recognition, a question around: Are we are we this are we the same as we once were? Are we changing um, in terms of our public worship um, uh, in what we once did? Um, do we no longer do or we do something different? Um, I, I visit folk and, you know, we could talk to them about, you know, perhaps their grandmothers or their great grandmothers. And does their service of worship look similar to ours? And, and in conversation, stuff that came up was, uh, well, the presence of singing of psalms and is that a feature of the modern a modern PCI congregation? And if not, well, why not? Oh, and we think uh, the, uh, that, that it probably should be, but we're willing to have the conversation. Tell us a little bit, David, about the, the practice then in, in Craigie Hill. You're the <coughs> organist slash resident musician without a car parking space. So, <laughs> so feel very hard done by. What are you, uh, what do you do in terms of, of Sam singing in, in Craigie Hill? So in Craigie Hill, we started off uh, maybe with singing the odd psalm from the Irish Presbyterian hymn book, uh, because that's all we pretty much had at the beginning. Um, and then slowly but surely, we started to introduce other sources. Uh, we would have maybe sang a psalm or two from the odd American Psalters. Mm -hmm. um, and then eventually, after looking at a number of other sources, uh, we settled on the Sing Psalms, which is from the uh, Free Church of Scotland. Okay. Um, we've actually bought 30 copies of those for the congregation. And uh, we would have at least... 30 people at worship. 30 people at worship. <laughs> well, not more than the worship because obviously we've got our PowerPoint screen. We, we, we use those for those, the for those who need it, we have books there. Um, but yes, uh, we would have at least one psalm every service, uh, possibly with one or two verses on accompanied. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. uh, and how did you... What did that look like? Uh, what did Sorry, what did congregational worship look like in Craigie Hill when you arrived? Ben, was there a... Was there a psalm singing tradition there? Did you inherit a worship service that had psalms as part of it, or is that something that you have no, no, uh, introduced? I, no, I, I think it did have um, <coughs> probably like many PCI churches um, a, a familiarity with the psalms. Per, perhaps you know, you know, on occasion would sing them. Maybe not just with the degree of frequency or regularity that we have now, but. Yeah, it was it was in the vocabulary, and then of course, as I mentioned, you know, perhaps some of our older members have that um, uh, a sense of being in their DNA that the we are a people who love God's hymn book. Um, but I mean, Jimmy, how did you come to the? How did you come to this conversation? Where does this fit in for you? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I suppose my upbringing is similar to what you've described in in Craigie Hill. We. I grew up in a Presbyterian church and we regularly sung psalms. We didn't sing them every week. Uh, we would sing the old 100th yeah. or, or Psalm 40, second version of Psalm 98. Mm. Uh, but it, was <clears throat> it wasn't something that was terribly important. It was just something we, we did. Um, I suppose it's only whenever I've taken study of, of worship and, and thinking through my, my studies for ministry what worship might actually look like 
um, but I've begun to realize that actually the, the Bible would suggest that we should be singing psalms in worship, uh, not only regularly, but in fact, all of the time, every time we worship. Uh, that's really encouraging to hear that you're singing psalms every Sunday in, in Craigie Hill. Talk to us a little bit about maybe the history or where it was a feature. And, and probably, I mean, when did the organ come in? Was it late 19th century? Or 1890s. Or, uh, late, late 19th century, turn of the 20th century, the, the organ um, was introduced. But before that, um, I, I suppose our, our, our congregational worship would have been unaccompanied and featured, heavily featured psalms. Is that right? Is that, we're, we're onto something there? Yeah, well, that's, that, that's my understanding. I mean, uh, I, I grew up in, in a congregation as well that would have had, you know, a couple of hymns of Sam and a paraphrase every ah, yes. Sunday morning. But I know from speaking to, you know, older members of the congregation, I mean, it, it would have been, um, you know, Sam and singing would have been more frequent. But, but, David, you were saying there that, you know, the organ came in kind of late 1800s and that really changed the landscape of what, Presbyterian people do in in worship. Do you want to say a little bit about that as an organist? A couple of things that I would have maybe thought of with regards to the organ was it's maybe easier to introduce new tunes uh, to the congregation with an instrument that you can uh, use to lead people along with rather than accompany them. Um, with an organ you can use various stops and various settings to have louder settings for more in rising maybe modern hymns that were coming out at the time uh, or quieter settings for more reflective pieces um, so the organ definitely had a impact there so, so we have this um, changing landscape um, as it were something that was once in our DNA um, then maybe begins to be featured less why do you think that's the case do you think that the landscape of worship changed because of pragmatism do you think it changed because you know we wanted what we do on us on the lord's day to look more like the culture to try and be attractional does anybody want to say anything about that i don't know first of all i don't know the answer but i can surmise uh, i would assume that there's some of that becoming like the culture there, there may, may have been some of that i, I think there's also uh, an impact from revivalism and you can't go very far in Ulster Presbyterianism without hearing about 1859 yeah. and perhaps that uh, revival laid the groundwork for the introduction of organs and as David was saying the organ musical instruments allowed for the perhaps the music to affect the emotions more and to, to lead people in their emotions more. David mentioned quiet contemplative pieces or rousing pieces and perhaps the, the desire even to affect the emotion, uh, not necessarily in, in worship, but in a, a revival meeting or a gospel meeting, mm -hmm. uh, that, that may have, have had an impact. And we see that today. Yeah. Don't we? We, we? we see that in, in a lot of the, the contemporary evangelical church music that we see today. There is a desire for people to connect emotionally with the songs that they're singing. Mm. 
Um, I'm trying to chart, I guess, for our listeners, for us, um, a path for um, these, what the ancient church did, which um, where psalm singing took place, and likely probably by by clergy in the monasteries, in that kind of area. We pick up the thread, I guess, with Scots, uh, Reformation, the Scots, uh, and then very much part of their heritage, their identity was the singing of Psalms, mm-hmm. and, and not by the elite, but by the, the masses, by, by the people. Um, so you go from the monastery to the masses, uh, and that comes over to, to, to Ulster and, and is uh, found here. We then, the thread goes on. Um, you, you mentioned, uh, Jamie, uh, the present 21st century contemporary uh, uh, Christian music, and um, perhaps you go from the monastery to the masses to the microphone. Wow, there's three points right there. <laughs> Did you prepare this beforehand? Well, yeah. beginning with M. I definitely had an M's. I had an M theme there going. The idea being the, the mic being led from the front. Um, yeah where once you would have a preceptor, that idea of uh, a, a chap leading, you know, or, or being one of the congregation and leading, n- now you have somebody singing almost on your behalf at the front again. Yeah, I remember being at the, the special assembly a few years ago, mm. and one of the, the seminars was with uh, Jonathan Ray, who's the director of the New Irish Arts. Yep. And one of the things that he said has always stuck with me in terms of leading our people uh, musically. He said, you know, if you could have the best musicians uh, in the church, you could have them up at the front, they could be playing exceptional instruments, they could be playing and be a very high quality. Um, the actual music itself might sound tremendous, you know, really tight, really crisp, well mastered, whatever you want to think. Uh, but if you haven't been able to lead God's people in worship and enabling them to sing and to take part in the worship service in that way, uh, you failed your job mm. as as a as a musician or as a lead. Um, so just thinking there, David, what you were saying about you know the you know various different stops and everything. I'm sure you are proficient in the use of all of the various sounds. Um, but is there is there a sense in which an organ or uh, even a, a guitar led or piano led praise music can become too focused on the performance and not focused enough on the enabling God's people to worship properly? Sometimes it can do. Uh, You could have an organ where people maybe come to church because actually just like the sound of the organ Mm -hmm. um, whenever it's leading people in worship and they just like to listen to the organ um, rather than maybe the organ accompanying the people as they're singing. which there's quite a different emphasis there. Um, there's been great uh, trouble, great uh, distress sometimes brought about um, in uh, changes in discussions around music. So I guess what we're trying to do here is uh, uh, think through these sensitively, um, think through maybe a little bit of the history of what we've done, but where are we now, I guess, with contemporary contemporary Sam singing? Uh, we we begun there, but I mean, uh, J- Jimmy, why should we sing? Why should we sing the Psalms? There's a number of reasons. Yes, we should sing the Psalms because it's what the Scripture tells us to do. But I also think that we should sing the Psalms because they're really good. Yeah, 
and I believe it was Calvin, although I could be corrected on this, who called the Psalter the anatomy of the human soul. Mm -hmm. And when we read the Psalms, and I think especially when we sing the Psalms, so much of our own emotion is reflected back to us in the way that we would put things if we were God writing to us. And there's something incredibly special, not only about singing those personally, and it is important that we feel that personally, but singing them to one another in a congregation. And you, you framed the conversation, Ben, around congregational. Yes. You, you made it clear that that's the word. Yeah. It was an important mm -hmm. word to use. And David, you have said you sing verses unaccompanied. I think it comes back to what you're saying, Craig. This is about us as, a, as the people of God, not only singing to God, but encouraging one another. And I think that's... A, a clear command of scripture as well to encourage one another as we sing yeah the, the 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 command in ephesians 5 is addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs not just singing into the ether or singing just to god but being able to address one another and admonish and encourage and worship not as some kind of personal thing that we come to do in our pew, but something that we do as a gathered people. That's right. Really important. So when I come into worship, perhaps I don't feel joyful because I'm not like that all the time. But to hear my brothers and sisters in Christ sing psalms of joy to me, mm -hmm. I'm encouraged by that. Equally, perhaps I could be overly joyful I could be going through life uh, with my head in the clouds thinking everything's absolutely okay and then to come into worship and sing psalms of lament mm. and hear those psalms sung to me really helps me to to engage with with the God of scripture yeah. and with my brothers and sisters around me yeah. you know, psalm, 50, you know, psalm 51 yeah. uh, against you and you only have I, have I sinned mm -hmm. yeah. uh, mm -hmm. to go through that confession and yeah I, I like that word personal uh, and yet also congregational but not even not individualistic yeah we mm -hmm. don't sing as in in an individualistic turned in on ourselves but uh, turned up or upwards as a sacrifice of praise to the that's lord that's right with uh, one voice with one singing voice. as many with one voice uh, and we hope with with grace in in our in our in our hearts, in our hearts as the twenty one five in the confession yeah. puts it. Tell me, you men may have had some conversations, experiences with um, maybe folk out there about. Well, why why should you know? Maybe with some reasons about why why we wouldn't sing the psalms or you know, why sh why shouldn't that you know. Yeah, maybe once once in a blue moon, but we don't need them every week or you know we, you know it's. It shouldn't be a regular feature. Um, what are some of the kind of common objections you've heard to um, this thread that we're pulling on of maybe we should be singing them more often? Get with the times. You know, um, people used to sing psalms back in the day, and that's great. But today we've got so many hymn writers. We've got, you know, I'm going to say it, worship leaders. <coughs> um, you know, but we've got people who are, who are able to put out, um, you know, uh, songs for worship um, that I think haven't been able to go through the the test of generations of God's people singing them 
So a, a song could be written three weeks ago, and because now we are not tied to a hymn book or a psalter, they're fired up on the PowerPoint and people are, are, are singing them. And, um, you know, they're not always necessarily, you know, uh, exactly what we want uh, in, in, from our communal singing. Um, so. And simply, uh, and that's come, I think, from, from, a, from a pragmatic way of thinking, uh, back to what we were saying earlier on, that kind of attractional, if what we're doing on a Sunday morning or a Sunday evening when we gather it looks similar to what's outside, then it'll be easier for, for people who maybe don't come from a church background to come in. Whereas if you have someone with no church background whatsoever and they walk into a, a meeting house on a Sunday morning and you're singing unaccompanied psalms, I mean, that that is utterly alien to people. So I think there, there's, there is a pragmatic kind of argument to that. I think the words can be, but we'll probably come on to maybe in some of our practical help, practical help that we might want to offer to say maybe the tune doesn't necessarily have to be uh, completely foreign railing. But, okay, so there's one. Get with the times. Come on. Be, be relevant. Um, what else have we got out there? Maybe one of the other objections to not singing the Psalms would be that they don't mention Jesus. Okay, well, let's expand uh, that. I mean, but then you would have, for example, your Messianic Psalms that speak directly of Christ. You've got 22 and 2. Psalms 116 to 118, I think, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, uh, so there are Psalms that directly refer to Jesus um, and others that certainly allude to him. Well, um, they are also, though, Christ's hymn book. I mean, that's Jamie, right. that's your... So Jesus sang the Psalms. Um, so perhaps they, they don't mention him by the name Jesus, but certainly, as you say, David, don't they allude uh, in many places to the Messiah or speak directly of the coming Messiah? But these were the songs that Jesus sang. Yeah. And so much so that he would quote them yeah. regularly in his public ministry. Um, and the example which comes to my mind is that uh, in the darkest day of all history, as Jesus hung on the cross, yeah. he was quoting Psalm 22. Yeah. Um, mm. What an encouragement for us in our darkest days to have these words of scripture which speak hope into that darkness yeah. and I think to come back to what you were saying as well Craig if I may if I'm not going too far off topic you mentioned the I think what you were alluding to you can correct me if I'm wrong is that some of the newer songs they haven't had the test of whether they're theologically sound mm -hmm. or not by the time perhaps we're singing them three weeks later. Of course, if we believe Scripture to be the Word of God, then we can be absolutely sure that these are theologically sound things to sing in worship to God. We're not telling any lies by singing the Psalms. And we don't even have to worry that we might be. Just even thinking actually of uh, some of the things that you were saying there, Jimmy. Even whenever I'm choosing pieces, maybe for a particular Sunday, I can find it easier to find a psalm that will fit with the topic of what's being preached on mm. rather than hymns. Mm -hmm. um, it just seems to come more naturally and it links in more to what's being said. Uh, well, the Coleraine Declaration um, in September 1990, which says that, that the Psalter should have a normative place in Christian worship, not the kind of something we do as a 
as a treat or something we do on Reformation Sunday or mm-hmm. can you explain that word normative Craig uh, normative in that it should be the norm <laughs> you know it shouldn't be the exception it should be what public worship looks like on the Lord's Day mm. maybe um, even if I actually just whenever you're talking about that refer back to the Westminster Confession 215 um, it uh, says the reading of the scriptures with godly fear the sound preaching and conscible hearing of the word in obedience unto God with understanding faith and reverence seeing of psalms with grace in the heart are all parts of the ordinary religious worship of God mm. yeah, so, our, so our worship ordinarily and normatively is not whatever we feel or whatever we think is going to be most relevant it is regulated by God's word and mm. what we're commanded to do. So I think that's what the Coleraine Declaration is trying to say. You know, they shouldn't be the exception; they should be the rule. And that doesn't necessarily mean um, it, it, it doesn't say um, the singing of. But I mean, h- how often, you know, for those of us who are, are leading Lord's Day worship, would you have a call to worship, which is a psalm, or or one of your your Bible readings, which is a psalm, and that yeah. be, that's because the psalms occupy mm-hmm. a normative place in the public worship of God's people. So that was, what, 29 years ago, Coleraine mm-hmm. Declaration. Where is contemporary, where, where is present day PCI on this issue? I mean, is this a thing for us? Are we talking about this? <coughs> um, well, I think we're not tied to a hymn book anymore. I know a lot of congregations would use the Irish Presbyterian hymn book. Uh, I know others, ourselves in Rathcool here, we're a mission praise congregation but you know that's 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 what that's what we use so I'm, I'm, just, I'm just speaking context here we're not we don't have a a denominational identity in terms of what we sing okay that that's that's where i'm going with that yes um but but as a denomination have we uh, was this a general assembly have we been kind of uh, talking about you know hey guys we should be singing more psalms is that a thing well last year at the general assembly there was reverend john farris who's the retired minister of cork uh, spoke quite passionately about the Psalms. Jimmy, you contributed to that discussion. Do you want to maybe say something I, about that? I don't know how much I contributed at the time, but uh, <laughs> certainly since I've been placed onto a, a task group, uh, there are... Task group, I love it. I know, I know. I think it's a level below a committee. Um, the Reformation the continues. There's a task group. Um, but we, the task group has been established to, to look at ways of encouraging contemporary engagement with psalmody mm-hmm. and that's that's something so it, it is a conversation this was based on a resolution which came to the general assembly and was passed uh, money from the church henry trust fund has gone into this task group and so it's so, it's it is a live conversation then okay i think that it's interesting that it's it is in our it is in our history now and definitely, you know, you're saying the Coleraine Declaration, we have it in writing, mm. but I think we're losing it from our DNA, yeah. the way that you've, you've mm. said. And perhaps it's important that we do think of this word contemporary and embrace it in some sense sure. to say, how can we re-engage with Samadhi? Oh. This is something, you know, this is our Ulster Scots heritage ben you've already mentioned that and one of the things uh, one of the ulster scots words that's as often connected with the psalms that i hear is that they're pretty dour 
<laughs> Which means they can be a little bit dreary yes. and down. And maybe it, there's better tunes, there's better mm -hmm. ways of singing psalms than we've always done. Mm. Per perhaps it's okay to, to sing different versions of the psalms, different interpretations of the psalms, like you were saying, David, about using sing psalms in Craigie Hill. Yeah, maybe that's just going back to some of the archaic language and one of the objections uh, that mm. people would raise uh, in connection with singing psalms. There are quite a number of um, more contemporary resources out there now that would maybe help with that factor. Uh, sing psalms, of course, is what we've already mentioned, uh, which we use ourselves. Uh, the Book of Psalms for Worship, uh, which is by Crowning Covenant Publications. There's also the online Seedbed Psalter, uh, which gives you a number of contemporary psalms with familiar tunes. Uh, so there's various resources now that can be used to widen and uh, maybe ease people into the singing of psalms that they may not have decided to do before. What has always um, not impressed me, but uh, always surprises me perhaps is how easy it is, um, you know, Jamie, you're going to uh, be taking up a charge um, very soon. Uh, and what you do in your first service very quickly then uh, will, will, will follow as that's what you do. Um, and in introducing... It's a good tip. <laughs> well, I, I, I suspect uh, Union has well prepared you for that <laughs> and that reality. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we've, we, we've introduced, I guess, the Sams. Um, I would like to think it's it's kind of part of our identity now, but I mean, um, in terms of that regular singing of them, but but very quickly once you've done that and, and once you keep doing it, then it just becomes part of the part of the fabric, um, part of your the fabric of your worship service. Um, and yeah, the I mean, congregation in Craigie Hill find it natural now. I mean, I wouldn't say we're completely there. Sometimes uh, our, our erstwhile organist picks strange tunes um, like Tarwahi or <laughs> um, that, that perhaps we are, is, is not quite in our vocabulary. But uh, on the, what we sometimes do is take midweek and uh, after midweek, we'll, we'll maybe try to practice singing or, or at least that a few okay. who are, at, you know, the, the, those who are at midweek then have a, have a chance to sing the, the psalm with, with the tune that for that Sunday that, that you're intending to use, David. Um, um, a good tune and that, that's easy. I, I think people appreciate, um, you know, like say, um, we, what do we use? 103 to Before the Throne, yeah. of, before God, the throne of God Above. Yeah. Before sing the Psalms 103. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely sing yeah. Psalms. We all love that one. That's, where, that's what changed my mind, actually, in the Psalmody. Yeah. I was at a, a Christian Union event that the Professor McLennan was speaking at, actually, on the, the Trinity. And the song that they sang at the end was, was 103 from Sing Psalms to Before the Throne of God Above. And I remember it was with Craig Jackson that night and just going... This is tremendous. This is absolutely amazing. We are singing ancient words, but to a tune that you know everybody knows, basically no in PCI would, would know. So you know it's 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 a straightforward thing to do. Mm -hmm. You know to be able to, to lift those words of sing psalms or seedbed psalter, which don't have the the these and those, the more archaic language, yeah. and and pick up a, um, a, a a more a more modern tune. So if somebody's listening right now and is an elder of a congregation or a member or a teaching elder, maybe. Uh, and has has listened to uh, what maybe what we've been saying this evening. Maybe not so much, you know, the eloquence of our words, but maybe the idea of singing psalmody. Yeah. How would how how would someone go about 
saying to a, to a, to a, to a minister or to a section, look, talk to us about the, the Psalms. How do, you, how, do you, how do you go about without, without looking doing like, that? Why don't, why don't we think? Go yeah. without. You, you, know, you know when the best time to get your minister is? You know, just at that door, you know, a big crowd behind and just you say to him, I think it's time to sing the Psalms. <laughs> And <laughs> proceed to give a list of reasons. No, but I, I think mean, the broader question, sorry, is more: How do you go from maybe a, a normal middle of the road PCI congregation at the minute that maybe has lost psalm singing or, or doesn't do it just as often? How would you go about reintroducing the psalms? What I think there's two answers to it, two parts to the answer. One would be that which Jamie's talking about: this kind of we're not looking to the task group for all the answers, but but maybe the task group to reinvitalize a denominational level uh, of interest in it, that happens, uh, and then the the second part being the um, taking the plunge uh, as a congregation um, uh, with a with a useful modern resource like um, sing psalms or other or other psalters are available. <laughs> I mean, maybe is it the time or for us as a domination? That's a huge question to be drawn us near to the close, but uh, to be thinking about our own interpretation or, or do we have the, do we have the wherewithal? Well, I know that whenever, when the IPH was yes. redone, that there was a, um, a consultation sent out to the presbyteries and the message that came back from the presbyteries that responded was don't touch our psalmody. You know, so we've got that 1650 Scottish Psalter yeah. there, and there are people who are precious about that, and that's totally fine. I mean, they are they are great. They are easily metered. They are they are well put together. But you know, the 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 idea of updating them or replacing them with with a more modern translation, there, there was a bit of pushback at that. Is there any, been any talk about that at the task group? Jimmy? the task group hasn't met yet. Okay. Oh, so. <laughs> I, I can give you no feedback from okay. the task group. I'm I mean, sorry about that. But there's nothing, I, I think there's nothing wrong with that familiarity. Perhaps the issue might be that from the 1650 Psalter, which is in the IPH. Irish Presbyterian Hymn Book for yes. listeners um, across the Thank world. You, ben. There may be a dozen psalms which are familiar and we know well and we can sing well in most congregations, a lot of congregations at least. But that leaves 150, take away 12, 138 other psalms, which we're not singing at all, uh, certainly not regularly. Um, so there is, I, I think, a work to be done in, perhaps it's not for our denomination to reproduce a Psalter, no. but to simply uh, You've, or we've already talked about the number of resources that are out there. There may be a work to be done in, in collating those and, and pulling them together. Um, we sing psalms as a family. In my home, in our family worship, we sing psalms. And in truth, YouTube is your friend. <laughs> it's very easy to look in the music edition of the psalms at the name of the tune, to look it up on YouTube and sing to that tune. It's very, very easily done. We don't sound brilliant because my wife is the only one of the four of us who can sing. Uh, but it's it's something that, that brings great great joy and, and, and hope to us and, and unites us together as a family. 
I mean, absolutely. For we have majored on congregational psalm singing, uh, and of course, um, likes as a seedbed psalter for for family mm-hmm. um, a devotion as well. That the website's very mobile friendly, and you can you know it will play your little tune and, and repeat "Ode to Joy" as you you go through the the stanzas. Um, or, or or even um, so, we've congregational worship, we've pr- family worship, we also have private. I mean, absolutely. devotion um, where the the, the psalms are. Are of wonderful benefit. I mean, there is a uh, a SoundCloud site. Um, keep me right here. The Sam Sung. Yeah, I d- Connor I Quigley. Connor Quigley. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, hosts a um, a whole collection of of, of Sams, and uh, we have uh, you know, all sorts of various different um, uh, versions thereof hosted on that. So there's yeah. a good. It was actually there that started me uh, down. The, the, you know, hearing congregations sing the psalms is there a way for this podcast to provide a link to that website we can put that in the show notes the show notes notes. the lesser spotted show notes absolutely with a picture of david fulton drinking from his best friend's mug the rest of us have had tea and just normal ikea mugs and david's got a lovely best (laughs) friend's one that is just beautiful I think on on, on that <laughs> and on that bombshell, uh, we're probably um, drawing our conversation to a, to a close on on uh, on congregational psalm singing. Um, I hope it has have been a blessing, or at least a, um, an, an opportunity to begin this conversation. Engage with us on Twitter. I mean, uh, you guys are on Twitter, are you? Um, At David R. Fulton, very original. And uh, Jamie, are you on the Twitters? Oh dear, Ben. I am <laughs> at Magui84. M-A-G-U-I-84. Okay. We, we are there. Guess which year I was born. <laughs> <laughs> A year after me, I was 83. I was 83. There we are. The vintage thereof. Well, after me. Uh, yes, David. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, let's, let's engage. Let's maybe have that conversation. How uh, can people follow you on Twitter, Ben? I am Ben S. Preston. Um, Esquire? Esquire? Yes, 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 yes. Very good. Shame. We have uh, some little bit of housekeeping just we before we have. wrap up. We, uh, on our last episode, we sat down with Reverend Dr. Lee Eagleson, uh, who's, the, uh, who's currently leading the church plant at Trinity Belfast in the old Berry Street building. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he recommended Centre Church uh, as a resource, Tim Keller's Centre Church. Uh, we've been very graciously gifted a copy of Centre Church Europe. Who uh, by Craig? By the Evangelical Bookshop in Belfast. Uh, wow. Colin and the team, thank you so much for, for donating yep. that. Do you want to tell us who won I will the, indeed, yes. uh, the giveaway? Um, I, I believe we uh, conducted a uh, random uh, search through our, um, the, wasn't it likes and retweets? Likes and retweets of Isn't that the terminology of Twitter? Twitter? Yes, likes and retweets of the and show's release. Drum roll, um, uh, Mrs. Leslie Ann uh, Wilkinson. Hooray! Martin. So, Leslie Ann, congratulations from uh, all the way down from County uh, um, Armagh and connected with uh, Rich Hill Presbyterian. Leslie Ann, we will find a way to get Centre Church Europe to you. Brilliant. And this, what about this week's? This week's uh, giveaway is uh, a Kraken resource, actually, Learning to Love the Psalms by, by, by Robert Godfrey, um, uh, helping us to think through uh, some of what we've been talking about this evening, how to, how to reclaim them, how to, how to reintroduce them into uh, uh, the, the worship service. 
uh, but really just a, a, a defence of the, the, the beauty and the timelessness of the Psalms. So that's going to be given away this week to again to a, a random listener who likes and retweets the show's release tweet on Twitter. So if to be in for a chance of winning Robert Godfrey's Learning to Love the Psalms. Do you uh, have to like and retweet? Like and retweet. Not like or retweet. No, not like or. There have been a, a couple of people who have done one or t'other. Does that then disqualify them? Instantly disqualify. Or like and retweet with comment. Like and retweet with comment. But it doesn't is, get you is, any is extra totally, bonus. Totally fine. <laughs> um, but if you want to be in for a chance of winning, winning yep. that, uh, like and retweet the show's release tweet uh, when the show comes out. And we'll work. get that to you. We'll get that to you um, eventually. <laughs> yeah, Craig, tell me it is Christmas just around the corner. We've got we're we're kind of running um, every two weeks or so now. We are every every other Thursday seems to be what really? where we've fallen into. So there'll probably be one more show, show between before. now and Christmas. And do you want to say to folks who we're going to have on our next show? Oh, will we announce? Oh, I see. Yeah, we could. We know. could. Let's do get it. The, okay, well, drum roll. <laughs> Well, we're going to have a big interview with um, Dr. Daryl Hart um, and hosted by uh, EBS, our friends at EBS. Um, Evangelical Bookshop, for those who don't know. Oh, thank you. Thank you, David. Um, so that promises to be um, an interesting um, and challenging probably for us. We're going to have to do our homework, uh, Craig, even more so than, than normally we do homework. <laughs> Jimmy, you're, why are you laughing? I can see it. <laughs> you can see the homework. Uh, I have my, my laptop open here in front of me, but genuinely there's nothing on it. <laughs> So it just makes it look as if I'm... <laughs> just I've a few icons. Some, just a few icons. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Th that, that will be coming out over Christmas and who knows, we, maybe we might record um, another quick one. We'll see um, before, um, before the, the, the break. That's been PCI Cast, a slightly different episode. I hope you have in, in enjoyed it with, with our guest, Jamie. And David, thank you so much for your, your contributions. And uh, over to you, Craig. Yep, thanks for having us. Oh, what am I saying? Thanks for having us. We'll, we'll see you. Yeah, thanks for coming to Rathpool. We're recording this evening in, in, in uh, the meeting house of Rathpool Presbyterian Church. Uh, so good to welcome you here. Uh, man, Ben, you're no stranger here. You were baptised in this congregation. I certainly was. Or in this church. You have 30, 80, 83 you were baptised here. Yeah, a long, long time ago. Um, I'm at least 36. Yeah, 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 yeah. Getting older. I know. Uh, and Jamie, again, congratulations on your, your yep. call down to down to the Newry-ish kind of direction. Thank we, you very much. We'll, we'll be praying for you, brother, as, you, as you move and uh, move down there. Folks, thank you so much for, for listening, and we will see you again next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to PCI Cast. Join us again next time for another conversation about life and faith in the Presbyterian Church in Ireland. In the meantime, don't forget to follow us on Twitter using at PCICast. See you next time. This is, this is my attempt to make us more like uh, Presby Cast. Yeah. Bring fast food with me. Yes. But if yeah. you're really out Presby Cast, Presbyterians eating something. <laughs>